everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, HTW edition. The Hot Takes Wednesday has returned. Yeah, I'm getting more letters into my introduction. And of course, joining me to go through some of the hottest Formula One takes, potentially, is of course, the WTF1 founder, Tom Bellingham. How hot are you today, sir? Hot as always. Actually, I'm very cold because it's cold here. But yeah. Um, it's been a long time since we've done Hot Takes Wednesday. Feels a long time. So I'm really hoping that I've picked some good ones because it's been such a long time. But I'm confident. I think I've picked so some good ones. Just to remind you, Tommy has picked these hot takes. And in the chat, in the Twitch chat, uh, we will put up a poll every single time uh, where they can vote between one and five. One being they do not agree with it whatsoever. Five being I fully agree with it. What an amazing hot take. Simple rules. I haven't seen the hot takes, so I'm going to be reacting blind because I think that's more fun. Uh, whereas Tommy is the one that's picked them. Okay, right. Let's dive straight into Blame it then me. with hot take number one. Haas will come back next year as a serious best of the rest contender with the new sponsor money. And that comes in from pastime official. I think, just like most years, Haas will get it right for the first two races. Be like, oh, hello. And then they fall off the edge of a cliff. That seems to be <laughs> the, uh, the, the running trend with Haas. A lot of the times, if you remember a few years ago uh, when we had Australia and Haas were looking amazing and then their wheels fell off and then they went back to Australia, I think the next year and their wheel fell off again. It was quite something. Um, but I can't fully agree with that because I don't think they have the minerals to be a consistent midfield, top of the midfield runner. Um, but they've got they've got something there because they keep getting it right at the start of the season apart from obviously when he had Mazepin and Schumacher racing for them. But the other years that I can remember of Haas, they've not done too well, uh, not done too badly uh, at the start. Yeah, until they forget to put the tyres on in pit stops and stuff in in Melbourne. Um, yeah, the th I guess the thinking behind this is they've just signed, well, they did in America, didn't they, a, a deal with MoneyGram, who are going to be the title sponsor next year. So they've actually finally, well, they finally got a title sponsor that's not, well, hopefully not dodgy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they've got uh, a multi-year deal. Uh, and I read into this and it's actually, um, they believe now that they will essentially be able to make the cost cap in terms of not uh, being able to hit that threshold. Because people, let's not forget, obviously there's talk of people going over and all this kind of stuff, but a lot of the teams, the smaller teams, don't actually ever get to that point and don't have the luxury to spend that much anyway but has now believe they can um but to be best of the rest is a big ask right you've got to Over think a, they're beating 24 races 24 year? race season and best of the rest now includes you know mclaren alpine aston martin they're really beating all those teams it, it reminds me a little bit of when we went into this season and you can argue that has with Magnussen was kind of best of the rest straight out of the blocks to a point, especially in Bahrain. But everyone, when they get a bit of money behind them or something happens, it's like, yeah, we're going to be best of the rest now. But all those teams, there can only be one of them up there. And I just can't see, I just can't see Haas ever um, being a really strong team in Formula One, I'm sad to say. Um, I'd love, I'd love it if they were. 
because it'd be a great underdog story. But no, I, I think, you know, I'd be amazed if they weren't like seventh, eighth in the constructors next year at the best. Well, because look how strong they started this year and now they're ninth in the constructors again. Um, that's, that's so, so poor, isn't it, after the start? Unbelievably poor, considering how many points were on the table at the start of the year. They weren't the able to maximise uh, it all. No, yeah, exactly. Mm. There was so much hype. I think that's, you know, because obviously teams like Haas aren't hitting the $145 million cost cap. So having more yeah. money to play with will, of course, help them. Uh, but to say that they will be a serious best of the rest contender, I'm going to have to give it a two, just purely because Haas have shown glimpses of amazingness at the start of the season, as I mentioned earlier. So I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a one because okay. I think they've, they've written, yeah, they have written next year, haven't they? Yeah. So next year is too, too soon. You know, maybe, maybe in a while when the cost cap balances things out, but no, I think a one for me. Okay. So as for the poll, 43% have gone for one. 40 uh, 40% have gone for two, 13% three, 1% four, 1% five. Uh, it's obviously moving, so that may not add up to 100, but it was around those areas. Uh, I <laughs> no one's gone for five. As I was reading it out. Uh, which is no, a great two, by two the way. people have, actually. Oh, now they're saying it because we just spoke about it. Now it's gone up to 3%. <laughs> for God's sake. Your name's um, not in there. We're not going to shout you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, so, yeah, uh, number one just about clinch, uh, clinches it, sorry, uh, for the first hot take. Well done. Oh, very hot. I wish you the best of luck. Ice, ice coffee, was it? You said that one was? Yeah, that was... That was the ice coffee. I thought you picked hot takes. This was a very cold... Don't, don't worry. Take, There's something there. Right, we're, just, we're, just, <laughs> we're just starting things up, are we? Okay, cool. Let's move on to hot take number two. The Las Vegas and Miami GPs will be given up on in the next three to five years. That is the most stone cold Starbucks ice latte one I've ever seen. F1 are fully committed to big US Grand Prix. I think there's going to be five US Grand Prix come the next few years. I don't think F1, unless this is talking about fans, I don't. It's not particularly specific here. Like, I think they surely mean have already F1 given up no. on Miami and Las Vegas. If it's F one, no, I think these kind of events are going to be flagship, big money. They can't turn it down. Kind of events because I mean, Las Vegas, they're they're fronting the cost, aren't they? And they're yeah. trying to just and put Miami on this whole show the same, right? F one yeah. did it themselves. So I think if we're going up on the sort of route of this is Formula One we're talking about here, I don't think they'll give up on it at all. One. I'm not so sure because I guess the way I see it is in three to five years' time, will they want to either... I'm not saying it in the case that I think, yeah, the American love's going to fall off a a cliff and they're going to give up because Formula One's in a boom period. I think it will last uh, a while. I just think that Miami and Vegas... I can see in five years' time them trying a different part of America where they're like, I'm bored of Miami now, New York Street Race or whatever, or LA or something like that. And these start popping up. And I know there's talk that, you know, there might be five later down the line, but uh, I, I can see them being replaced by other US races. In a really? New part. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd be surprised if Miami was on the calendar in five years. 
I think a lot of people will be happy to not see Miami <laughs> yes. on the calendar in five years. Um, I just think, as I said, Formula One, they want these big flagship events like Las Vegas, Miami. If anything, they'll just add other big US Grand Prix as opposed to, um, you know, getting rid of Miami and replacing it. If anything, I will go out on a whim here and say that I think Formula One would drop Cota before they drop Las Vegas or Miami, just purely from oh. a financial perspective. If we're looking at what that Las Vegas circuit looks like on paper, we haven't seen it racing around it yet, but F1 are willing to fit a track around ridiculous places in order to make a lot of money. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think they would gladly get rid of Cota to add another big Oh, big US Grand Prix in uh, the capital city where there's, you know. That's so annoying. I, I, well, I mean, it's not this is just a, a prediction, Tommy, but no, I, also I know. Think <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying it's You're annoying. You're kind of reacting but, like uh, I, I can just feel, the news. <laughs> well, I can feel like it's true. I can imagine that being true. And it's annoying because for me, the thing I love about Kota is it does seem like it's a genuine race for real American Formula One fans, not just rich Americans that want to be seen at Formula One race. Um, that's what I love about Kota, and you look at the the crowd there, and you know everyone's there in their merch and got you know the hilarious banners and things and stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to go for a three on this one. Okay, and three just to pets. just to kind of uh, clarify, I'm not saying they should get rid of Kota over the other ones because I absolutely love Kota. I think it's top five uh, on the calendar and is seriously underrated. Uh, definitely top five in my book uh, is is Cota. Circuit of the Americas, that is, for those that don't understand what the abbreviation is. As for the voting, 35% have gone for one, 26% have gone for two, 21% have gone for three, 13% have gone for four, and 5% have gone for five. So more leaning towards the... Picked another iced coffee then was what you said. Yeah, yeah. No, that was a cold, right. cold agree. Uh, <laughs> but I love I love how when I look at the Twitch chat, a lot of people are like hundred percent agree, Tommy. No, nah, it's definitely a three. And then you look at the poll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 22%. Standard internet comments yeah. versus poll actual what people actually think. Exactly. Um, good stuff. Right. So that was that. No, it's good though. It's a good debate. And also not the coldest of takes because of the split, right? 34%, 28%, 22%. That's a that's a nice split between one and three. Nice bit of discussion, Tommy. So I'm not gonna not gonna roast you too hard for that one, although it was but, yeah. anything but a roast for that <laughs> that hot take. Next up, hot take number three. McLaren will never be a top team again under Zach Brown. Oh, are the well, chilies out now? Well, 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 four or five. Yes, I agree. Definitely, wholeheartedly agree. Um, Go on, go into it. I'll go into it. They're too focused on being a brand, uh, marketing, road cars, uh, all that kind of stuff. Then uh, Zach Brown seems like, and and this is fine if that's what they want to do with McLaren, it's fine. Um, Because McLaren are probably making an absolute fortune (laughs) and being a very successful company right now. regardless of where they are in the championship. Um, For me, they spend too much time. uh, I know it's not all the same people, but you can see the correlation between McLaren when they go make road cars or go make um, do IndyCar or whatever. Like 
McLaren are doing so many things now. They're doing what they're doing: Formula E, Extreme E, IndyCar, uh, something else probably. And I know that it's not the same team, but for me, it just seems like they've got too many fingers in too many pies, and they're not focusing on Formula One to get back to where McLaren should be, which is world champions like and challenging for the world championship and i can't see i said it on a hot takes wednesday before i cannot see mclaren winning a championship for 2026 they've been left behind again in the new regulations and they're they're just not there now do you feel like tommy as mclaren the brand they've made this executive decision because they realize they can't compete with the top teams with their current outfit as much as they have the McLaren technology center and all of these amazing facilities. And you'd imagine quite a few amazing personnel. Do you feel like the fact that they're going and dipping these fingers in all of these pies is to kind of almost camouflage the fact that if they just fully focused on formula one and still lost, it would look worse. Maybe, but I just think McLaren in general get a bit of a free pass anyway because they're like the fun team that have like fans that love them and stuff. Whereas said it before, you know, Ferrari get roasted for for not being there, but at least they're competing. Like I think Lando, for example, is one of the best drivers on the grid in my opinion, and can feel very miffed about not having ever been delivered a winning car and probably well not even a podium contending car at the moment i'm gonna go with a four because i don't think it's ultimately entirely down to zach brown there's a lot of people there that i'm sure are going along that same route and and whatnot i do still think that yeah they're they are distracted of course you might think oh well you know they've got loads and loads of money they can still you know, diversify, but not really let it be affected. But I think absolutely it's going to be affected, especially if Zach Brown's flying here, there and everywhere and not being that maybe leadership figure that that some of the uh, McLaren team may need. Um, but yeah. Yeah, because uh, sometimes he's on the pit wall for IndyCar and yeah, stuff exactly. instead. And yeah. And maybe um, that's that's yeah. not what the team need. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't see Christian Horner or whatever going, oh, we've it's got a freestyle <laughs> motocross final and... Sorry, I can't. Rebel soapbox races. Uh... <laughs> he did do that once, didn't he? <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, as for the results, thirty-eight uh, percent have gone for five. Thirty-six percent have gone for four. Fifteen percent have gone for three. Seven percent have gone for two, and four percent have gone for one. So, a lot of people in agreement that Zach Brown is the potential cause of McLaren not winning. Zach Brown is the CEO, not the head of F1, says Rogue Abstract. Yeah, I mean that they're, they're under the they're under Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We know. I know when the team principal is Seidel, but um, yeah, but Seidel can only do so much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. He's not the team principal. That's true. Yes, but also the executive decisions within McLaren will be made by Zach Brown as to what they decide to focus and not focus on. So that's kind of our point there, uh, Hernsel, who put that in the chat. Right. Next up, hot take number four, the penultimate take from the pre-submitted ones. Then we'll go to the chat to get a few more. Here we go then. Hot take number four. Alonso will regret leaving Alpine when they consistently outpace him next year. I... 
this is a difficult one. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, mainly because one had Fernando Alonso burnt down that house anyway that he couldn't really stay there. That there's nothing really to regret. Maybe he'll regret burning another bridge. Who knows? Um, but no, I I don't think so because Alonso, for me anyway, my understanding of him is he's either winning or he's losing. And if he's coming fifth, fourth, whatever, yeah, okay, it might be good in the moment. It's amazing to get some points for the team. But at the end of the day, he isn't winning and he isn't winning world titles. And that's the reason why he's there is to, before he's wheeled off into retirement, uh, that he gets a, a race winning car. Now, I think we're all in agreement that Alpine aren't going to roll out the pits in 2023, 2024 with a race winning car. But under Lawrence Remember, Strong, it is Alonso who's just left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it does uh, happen a lot. That's true. Yeah, that might be that might be the curse. But yeah. you can understand, and I can understand to a degree, if he wanted a multi-year contract, uh, and Aston Martin were the only ones that were willing to give that to him. Alpine weren't. They were trying to pave the way for Oscar Piastri, which backfired drastically. Uh, I don't think he will regret it because he'll have those years that he wants in Formula One to maybe build something. And Lawrence Stroll ain't afraid to spend the money either. Uh, so it might it it's not going to be a miracle next year. So no, I don't think he's going to regret it. I think he might be like, oh, that, this I don't really enjoy fighting for fourteenth. But will he regret his move? I don't think so, too. This one for me, the more I think about Alonso's move, right? When he first did it, I thought, absolute, not career suicide, but this is another, what on earth are you doing, Fernando? Now we're at the end of the season. For me, Alpine are a mess with their driver situation. They've got the fourth best car, in my opinion, comfortably, and are making extremely hard work of finishing fourth in the championship. Aston Martin, on the other hand, are actually looking all right and had you know these odd races where they've looked pretty good, and we all know what I think about Fernando Alonso, so how much better they'd be doing with Fernando Alonso in the car. Um, so I think this is actually looking like, don't get me wrong, still a sideways step, but I don't, I don't think it's... And I could, you know, everyone clip this clip because that. when when Aston Martin <laughs> when Aston Martin finished dead last in the constructors' title, but I think I think this could be a better option for uh, Alonso now. Um, and dare I say it that maybe not next year, but the year afterwards, I think Aston Martin would beat Alpine in the constructors' championship. So I'm going to say a one because one. I don't think it's as bad of a move as I thought. And two, I agree with you that it's not like he's gone from Mercedes to Haas. It's kind of a car that's not going to win or get a podium to a car that's not going to win or get a podium. But at least there's a guy there pumping loads of money in and they look like they're building something rather than Alpine that just look like they're on fire all the time. And And also... (laughs) I guess something else that Fernando Alonso Fernando Alonso has to combat here, and whether this will actually be a thing, who knows? Surely they're just trying to move forward and and start winning. Is if he's absolutely smashing Lance Stroll every single race weekend, is Lawrence Stroll going to be like, mm, 
no, I think my son's going to get the upgrades first here because you're destroying Lance. And I, I can see that happening, right? I genuinely could see that because this is the sort of stuff we never get to see is those kind of behind the scenes, behind the, the door sort of mm. um, information uh, about it all because that's another thing. I, I can't see Alonso <laughs> being allowed to 24-0 Lance Stroll. Six races in, Alonso mysteriously has COVID for the rest of the year and Latifi's in the uh, second seat. Latifi, wow. <laughs> that's, what they, that's who they've got lined up, right? No, actually, it's Stoffel Van Dorn. He's the reserve yeah. driver, isn't he? So, poor old Stoffel. Oh, God, he, oh, to be fair, I was going to say, if he, if he replaces Lance Stroll, he definitely doesn't want to go alongside Alonso again after yeah. whitewash. Uh, Fernando whitewashing him in qualifying. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm going to commit with a two for that one. You're going to go with a one. Uh, the poll from the chat, 24% went for one. 35% went for two, 24% went for three, 10% four, and 7% five. So yeah, I think there's mm. a, an element, a sprinkling of people understanding that maybe Alonso, if he is dead last. I reckon, may well yeah, be. I reckon that would have been fascinating to see that straight after the announcement. I think there'd be a lot more fours and fives in there. And me, me and you probably included. I mean, both of our reactions straight away was, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. Now that we kind of realise in the whole Alpine situation and how much has come out to the public about their situation, it's given us a bit more understanding that, actually, hold on, this I, he's literally just left a burning village sort of vibe and he's trying to find uh, somewhere else to stay. Whether he was the one that lit the match, we don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, it all is not rosy, I don't think, uh, Alpine at the moment. And I'm sure Gasly and Ocon, two very well friends, uh, teammates, these two, uh, will Besties. cure the situation in 2023. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, the final hot take. And this one, I think Tommy has promised me to be juicy. Okay, Uh, so how juicy is it? Let's find out. The final hot take is Max wins at least one race in that W13. Told you it was good. (laughs) Wow, that is a thought provoker. Yeah, that's a good one. Absolute thought provoker. This is bait as well. There's at least one fan base that is coming for me. I, I'm calling it now fives and ones and nothing else. Yeah, yeah the chat's already what the happening. Chat is spamming <laughs> right now. Will Max Verstappen have won at least one race in that W13? That's yes. basically asking me, do I rate Max Verstappen's race ability more than Lewis Hamilton? And again, this is quite bait. At this moment. Um, at... For me, yes. Okay, I'm going to go with... God, um, I'm trying to think which fan base do I want to get. <laughs> what do, which, which one do you get cancelled by? No, I, 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 I think Max Verstappen does win a race this year. Yes, five locked in. Yeah, me too. Uh, and that's just that's not just with your Max cape in the background. I'm going to no. uh, set the poll live now. Here we go. <laughs> I think for me, I'll go into my reasonings, and it's not just because I think Max Verstappen is amazing. Of course, um, he has. At the end of the day, he's won every year he's been at Red Bull. And you can argue that, well, the peak of Mercedes dominance, he won a race for Red Bull. Uh, 2019, third best car. Um, You could argue with Mercedes and that very, very good Ferrari. Won three races. And don't get me wrong, um, you know, Max is in, I think you've got to factor in that Max is in the greatest peak of his entire career right now. 
And Lewis Hamilton is a phenomenal driver and definitely no question about it, one of the greatest of all time. But is he the peak of what he has been? In my opinion, no. It's not like he is, he's had races where he has been phenomenal. But for me, I think, I think that Merck should have won a race this year. And I know Max has won a lot of them. Um, but think of the races that Max had the issues in and Merck didn't capitalize, for example. Silverstone is a great example. Hamilton in that battle, a lot of people said he is, uh, he was the only one racing fairly, which you can argue uh, is a good point. But a more aggressive driver like Max Verstappen is shoving Perez and Leclerc off the road, getting his elbows out the same and going after the win of that race. And I think that's a, that was a missed opportunity. Um, and yeah, I think, I think he would have won at least one. No, no, like definitely, you know, he's not winning the title. He's not winning multiple races. Would he have got one for me? Yes, I think so. I think the question is to this take and chat are asking it. Is Max, is Max in the racing car? <laughs> against Max in, in the Red, Red Bull? Because he... this is the difference, right? Or is it Lewis Hamilton in the Red Bull? Like, you, you, I guess you have to paint the picture here before we can truly. Yeah, well, I guess I'd argue that even if it is Max in the Red Bull, you've still got those opportunities in Silverstone. I'd even say Hungary as well. Um, you know, Russell put it on pole. Uh, if Max was in that car, I'd argue even you know, if Hamilton had been the one on pole and not had that issue in qualifying, he may well have won that race. Um, so you know, stick Max in pole when Hamilton is seventh and Max is happening in the Red Bull is fourteenth. In my opinion, Max is winning in that George Russell position of first at Hungary. So yeah. I think he would have got one. Uh, it's an incredibly hypothetical take when you actually course, try and yeah. dissect that. You're like, wait, well, who's in the Red Bull then? Is it Max versus Max? Is this a sort of strange reality? Um, I think that, well, I don't even really have to go into it too much. I, I think Max Verstappen is the best driver in Formula One right now. There's there's no two ways about his consistency. You cannot deny that he is relentless every single week without fail. And yeah, he's he has outperformed his teammate comprehensively. Yes, Lewis Hamilton has definitely beaten George Russell a lot more uh, in the second half of the season, but there's also been times where Hamilton has really struggled. Now, I know Team LH will jump on the, oh, well, he's running a, a, a different setup trying to fix the car. It's like, yes, okay, there's some bits and bobs that we've heard from the media, but at, you know, generally speaking, he has struggled at parts this year. Um, so, yeah, now I think, a five is absolutely warranted. I think Max does definitely win uh, one race this year because of that aggression, as you say, Tommy. Hamilton in wheel-to-wheel combat isn't as aggressive. We saw that maybe in Silverstone where he was he is an incredibly fair driver. Too and... fair. He was far too fair at Silverstone. Yeah. Far too fair. <laughs> He's an incredibly fair driver, and a lot of people respect him for that, and, yeah. and I do as well. But the thing is, there are other drivers that will push the the line and the limit of that of the rules that, than Hamilton will, and that's just generally uh, how 
how Hamilton operates. And he's a seven-time world champion. And many times that um, that sort of outlook into racing has helped him win races. But there's also times where I think it's hindered him. Uh, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Hamilton, uh, sorry, Verstappen would definitely uh, win a race uh, and, this year. And just to cover uh, <laughs> both sides, uh, Bonnevi in our chat has written, if Max and Hamilton swap, Max gets a win. Hamilton gets the title. Would agree. There you go. Boom. Lovely stuff. Okay, uh, that's it. Uh, thank you, Tommy, uh, as always, for being part of this Hot Takes Wednesday podcast. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. We're live on Twitch, if you didn't know, WTF1 official. Come and follow us. We do all the race watch-alongs and, and things like that, quality watch-alongs, and sometimes even free practice watch-alongs. Uh, so come and join us over on Twitch if you haven't already. Uh, Tommy, final thoughts? Final thoughts are... It's good to have Hot Takes Wednesday back. And oh. I'm glad there was at least one spicy one in there. Yeah, I'm going to go and barricade my door now from Team LH uh, <laughs> and just um, get ready for all of the reasonings as to why we are both washed and not top 100 in anyone's book. Uh, so thank you, everyone <laughs> listening. And we'll see you for the Brazilian Grand Prix where we've got lots of podcasts coming out. Of course, we've got sprint qualifying or sprint the qualifying on the Friday, sprint race Saturday and the race on Sunday. So lots of stuff to react to. Uh, so make sure you come and join us over on Twitch uh, and or follow us on social media and also podcast stuff. And yeah, take care. Lots of love. Pre-order the annual. Can we still do that? I don't even know. Yeah, but you can. Yeah, go and pre-order the annual. Uh, Katie's working very hard on that. And yes, we'll see you very soon for another podcast. Bye. Bye.